Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Okay, we got growingingrace.org. That is the website where you can find everything that has to do with the Growing in Grace podcast with me, uh, Joel, I was going to say with me, Mike Kepler. That (laughs) would be a travesty. I'm Joel Brzezinski. That other guy there, that is Mike Kapler, the guy that just left. Hey. <laughs> and uh, so we're doing the Growing in Grace podcast at growingandgrace.org. I just added a whole bunch of other like podcasting apps and sites that I just I just um, I put the the podcast on a whole bunch of other things. So if you haven't been able to find it on a certain app, now maybe you might be able to. I think it was pretty widely available before, but now it's it'll be even more widely available. So the last few weeks, you know, we've been talking about the Mosaic Law and how, well, Jesus under that law could not be an acceptable high priest because the law itself said that the priest had to come from Levi. So we've been doing a lot of law talk. The last podcast, we talked about how there is an unchangeable priesthood with Jesus. And in that, we talked about how that law, that old covenant law, had to be done away with. It was, it was done away. And we've done a lot of talking about this in recent times. So the question comes up sometimes. And, we, and also a few weeks ago, we talked about whether or not the law is supposed to be a tutor or a schoolmaster to lead people to Christ. And so you can check that one out from about two or three weeks ago. And this time, the, the question came up about sharing Christ with people. Cap, you did a post on social media talking about this idea of, do we need to sh- like share the bad news with people in order to lead them to Christ? Do we need to, sh- do we need to use the law to lead people to Christ, you know, the, the old way of doing things, what we've done kind of under under religion. And and I think even some, you know, a lot of grace people have done this too. You set s- someone down, you say, here's what the law says. Um, you have fallen short of this. Now you need Jesus. And y- your post kind of, it, it was a little bit different than that that I and you explained how you how you see things differently and I and I agree with you on this. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. I think this will be enlightening and, and helpful for people as we want to share God's love and you know the sacrifice of Christ and, and all that Christ has done for us uh, because of God's love and how he demonstrated his love through Jesus dying on the cross. Yeah, and that should be our focus I think, Joel. I mean, um because like a lot of people, especially in evangelical circles, I was sort of taught the, well, it was nicknamed the Romans Road. Romans Road, right. Yeah. And so the idea was you would, you know, take people through. It, it was really kind of a script. I mean, it, it was a concept. Uh, I'm not saying it was all bad. They were trying to come up with a, a method, if you will, to share Jesus with people. And usually that method would, would start with, you're a bad person, you've done bad things, we've all fallen short, everybody has sinned, and so you need a savior. So usually we're, we're giving them the, the bad news first, and a lot of people don't realize it, but it's it's often done in a way 
uh, kind of from the direction or perspective of law. Right. Law and works. Um, yes. Yeah. Law it works. You know, obviously, we're, most people aren't taking them through the Mosaic Law because we don't really know it. Right. I mean, we know a few nuggets here and there, but there's very little that we know about the Mosaic Law. If people just would be honest with themselves about that, I know the church people, the legalists, and so forth. They they love to tout the law, but but they don't really know what's in there. Um, and you know, Paul kind of addressed that in his writings to the people he was talking to, even back in his day. Right. Um, so, with that in mind, uh, we don't have to give people the bad news. We don't have to give it to them from a perspective of law or, or legalism or, or from works. Because here's, here's the problem. If you're going to start talking to somebody, your coworker, family member, friend, neighbor, whoever it is, uh, and you're going to start trying to approach it from that perspective, and, and I get it. Look, I, I led a lot of people to Jesus Christ with the method and maybe my mind varied a little from what somebody else would do but the the concept was generally still kind of similar and i i brought a lot of people to a place where they would confess jesus christ as as lord and savior so i i get it but there's a better way to do this now that we're growing in grace right now that we're understanding the perfect and unconditional love of god and and uh, growing in the in the knowledge of the truth of of Jesus and who He is and who He is in us and all of that. There's a better way, instead of coming at it from a perspective of works. You've done bad things, and you need a savior. The problem with that is that people get it in their head, consciously or not, that they uh, okay. I'm going to confess Jesus now. I know I need to be saved because of what you've told me. And so now they feel good, they feel clean, they feel revived, and so they take this and think that because I was rejected by God for what I did, now I need to clean up what I'm doing so that I don't lose that. And that's not a good place to be. Yeah, the the whole works mentality is kind of something we want to get away from because that's that's actually not the gospel. You know, the, the gospel is God's righteousness revealed apart from works. Have you know, having nothing to do with our works. It was all it was all the finished work of Jesus. And yeah, yeah, sure there there was a problem. You know, sin, Paul talks about it. Sin entered the world um, through one man and death came through sin and all died because all sinned. So yeah, the problem death was an issue. Jesus came to die on the cross for the sins of mankind, and he rose again from the dead. And, you know, those who believe can be raised together with him in that new life. But it has nothing to do with our works. It has nothing to do with uh, sitting a person down and saying, okay, so you've done all these bad things, right? You know, I want to make sure that you understand that you've done a bunch of bad things, that you've sinned and you've fallen short. And then you can see your need for a savior. That's that's really not it, because again, like you say, you get a person can get that mindset that it's all about works, and it, rather than it being about God's work and what what He has done and His love that He demonstrated for all of mankind, because He loved God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's why Jesus came. That's why Jesus humbled himself and became a man. That's why he came to do God's will. 
as the book of Hebrews says, uh, to offer himself as the one sacrifice for all sins. And that's really what it's about. Now, you know, we're not saying that works are a bad thing. We've, we've, over the years, we've tried to emphasize this. It's good. You know, if, if you have done some bad things, it's good to turn away from those things. But that's not the gospel. That's what we're saying here. That's not the reason to turn to Jesus. Anybody in this world can be doing bad things, harmful things, sinful things, and it's good for anybody in this whole world to turn away from those things. You hurt people, you hurt yourself, um, you you can hurt your body, you can hurt all kinds of things. You know, it's, sin is bad. You know, it's you know, doing bad things is not good. But the gospel has nothing to do with our turning from bad works to good works. It has nothing to do with us focusing on our works, but it has everything to do with Christ and his finished work and what God did through him in in the redemption of people. When you think about it, the approach that I was talking about, Romans Road or whatever you want to call it, where you're, you're trying to point out people's sin, and, and it's true. I mean, people, um, everyone does fall short. That's clear in, in Romans chapter 3. But by focusing on that, we do make it about works. And the gospel, the new covenant, uh, eternal redemption is based on something else. So mm-hmm. we're going at this from the wrong perspective. Um, I mean, it's okay to point out that uh, everyone has fallen short. Every Jew, every Gentile, everybody needs a Savior. That's for sure. But if we focus on that, we're going at this from the wrong direction entirely. We should be telling people, guess what? This is not about works. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try, trying to get them to see it, it's not it's not coming at them and saying you're a sinner and you need to become a saint i'm not saying that that's an untrue statement but we're coming at it from the wrong perspective here because it's not about works so it's it's about believing and trusting in something god did on our behalf and when you can show people the the love of god you know, the, the, the situation that humankind was in by, by being in this state of, of sinfulness, by being in this fallen world, and, and being unable to fix the problem based upon what we do or don't do, being in that situation, guess what? God came up with a new covenant uh, that he made with himself. He, he swore to himself. He could swear by no one greater that Jesus Christ is the way to eternity. He is the way to God. And it's got nothing to do with our actions, good or bad. You're right, Joel. I mean, there are a lot of people who make positive improvements in their life, whether they're saved or not. I mean, a lot of people just automatically have that inclination when they come to Jesus, they come to the saving knowledge of Jesus, and they begin to grow in the understanding of of him. There's this desire to to want to do what's right and avoid what's wrong. Mm-hmm. That that's just part of the new nature that we have in Him, um, but it's not based on that. So I, I guess where I'm coming from with this is it's when you stop and think about it, we we've been coming totally from the wrong direction by trying to make it sound like it's it's about works. We're bad. We're separated from God because of all the bad things we've done. Um, and, and again, to, to repeat, people will start thinking, well, now it needs to be more about not doing those things 
and making sure I'm doing the right things. It's never been really a, about our works. Uh, and, in, and in this gospel that we talk so much about, it's it's about believing. Remember in John, we've talked about this, Joel, where, you know, I don't know how many times I see on social media where people throw these things out there because this is what they were taught and they have them memorized. But over and over I hear people say, the Holy Spirit convicts us of our sins, meaning us Christians too, right? And that's not true. Uh, in Christ, believers are not convicted of sins. He convicts the world of sins because they do not believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. There, there is a conviction there for that. that. That is true. But now we realize that in Christ, we've been made the righteousness of God in him. It's gifted to us. And he convicts us of that. He convicts us of righteousness. That's what Jesus said. And so when we're sharing Jesus with people, when we're sharing the good news with people, uh, I think the focus should be more on what Jesus has done to bring redemption simply by believing and instead of pointing out people's inability to keep a certain set of moral rules. Right. So with what you're saying there, I, I think that in some people who, if I was hearing what you were saying for the first time, I would have these nagging questions, but I, I've got what I think will, will help. My you know thought has been, so why then did Paul in like in Romans 1 bring up all these bad things that people did? And in Romans 2, talked about how, you know, in, in Romans 3, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Why did he bring that up? Now, we've talked about, you know, if that's not about leading people to Christ. And so we've talked a lot about on this podcast about how you have to read Paul, not just in paragraphs and sentences and not even in chapters, but span several chapters to get to a point that he's making. I think one thing, one big thing that Paul was doing in Romans 1, 2, and 3 was he was showing the Jewish people who had been under that law of works for so long that just because they have that law didn't mean that they were right with God. And so he had to go through this whole thing to show them, hey, just because you have the law doesn't mean that you're right with God. So he goes through how it's all of mankind, not just not just the Gentiles, not just the Jews, but all of mankind has fallen short of the glory of God. But he's, he says all that to lead up to the good news, just so that they understand, so those Jewish people understand, you, you're not right just because you have the law. So then he gets to chapter 4, and, and I'm, I'm really being brief here. There's so much that I could say about this, but he says, For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. I think that pretty much all of Romans 1, 2, and 3 was written to lead to that point, and then he furthers that point as the epistle of Romans goes on. The point being that it has nothing to do, it had nothing to do with Abraham's works, but rather with his belief. Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Abraham had all kinds of works in his life. He had good works and bad works. It had nothing to do with any of that. It had to do with his faith. If it's about his works, then God owes him a debt. 
you know, if Abraham earned anything, earned righteousness by his works, God owes him a debt of righteousness. But he says, but to him who does not work, so it has nothing to do with your works, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. So see, it's all about showing people that it has nothing to do with their works. And it really has to do with what Paul is saying here in Romans. It's the love of God. You know, God demonstrates his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's about his love. It's about what God did because of his love for all of mankind. And he wanted to make a way that could only be done by him. And that was by the, the finished work of Jesus. Well, I think you hit it on the head. Uh, the problem sometimes when we open up our Bibles is we just need to keep reading. You know, one of my favorite phrases, Joel, is I said all that to say this. Right. And I, I wish I wish sometimes Paul would have inserted that. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, maybe in chapter four he could have said, all right, my first three chapters here led me to say what I'm about to say. Right. But it's not always right there for us to see that. We just need to try to Try to begin reading in, in in context without chopping up the verses too much and thinking that they're all a whole bunch of different subjects. So now with everything that we've been talking about this week, I mean, overall, would you say it's, you know, it's pretty simple stuff, hopefully easy to understand. Well, we had a, an email from somebody recently asking if there was like a uh, like a podcast or series that we've done where we kind of talk about the basics, you know, maybe the, the building blocks, the foundational aspects of the gospel. And I would say overall we do that here, but, and, and another question had come up on social media, what is the gospel? So next week we're going to go back to actually you know, something we talked about on our very first Growing in Grace podcast 18 years ago. What is the gospel? We'll get into some of the, you know, the ABCs and 123s of what the gospel is, what grace is, you know, things like that uh, from a simple, very simple point of view. So we'll look forward to that next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.